Rukhsana Hussain is an award-winning journalist and she's a founder and publisher of a traveler and tourist magazine editor and featured writer as well as content creator. And as we prepare to delve into our conversation with her today on the topic at hand, strategic entrepreneurship through effective networking and relationship building, here's an exciting twist. First, let us tickle the brain of our guest. So, Rukhsana, get ready for a rapid-fire round of random words. I'll mention a few and I would love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response and without thinking much. Shall we do it? Sure, sounds good. <laughs> Here comes my first word. Uh, curiosity. Fundamental. Invention. Creativity. Future. Infinity and beyond. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Book. Book. I'm I'm reading one right now called Essentialism and I'm really liking it. Mm, I heard about it uh, some time ago. And then okay. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, there's one called Oscar that's actually a comedy and it's one of Sylvester Stallone's earliest movies. He's very good in it and it's a comedy. So I, uh, I tell people to. Hmm. Yeah. Food. Food, variety. Okay. Place. Home. And your favorite name other than Ruxana? <laughs> Roxy. <laughs> and it's, it's so rhyming. <laughs> okay. Next one is Animal. Animal. I think they're just beautiful creatures. I can't pick one. Mm. And yeah, the last one is uh, world. Limitless. Nice. And <laughs> I, 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 I like your responses. And um, there is a lot of optimism and infinitism as well, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you so, see that. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for participating in the first rapid fire round so sportingly, and I really appreciate it. And folks, thank you. And folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, and where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala, dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life, but also to your career. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Rukhsana, hearty welcome to the Guiding Voice. And I'm super thrilled to have you today and engage in this conversation. Thank Later. you for having me. I'm excited about this. Yeah, yeah, pleasure to have you. And thanks uh, again for being part of our exciting journey. Let's get started. And uh, probably you can share a bit about your journey as an award-winning journalist and this inspiration behind founding Traveler and Tourist Magazine. Sure, of course. So I have always enjoyed writing, um, writing, working with words, working with language. That has been something I've done from my childhood, reading books, reading newspapers, anything that would pique my curiosity a little bit and want me to learn more. And that sort of has translated into the work I do now. So I technically did not go to college for journalism. Um, I officially wasn't allowed to study journalism. It wasn't considered sort of a safe profession for women in India at the time <laughs> that I wanted to do it. Um, so I studied sociology. <laughs> mm. uh, but I did find that I you know, work my way back to words and stories. I worked in corporate communications for a bit. And honestly, entrepreneurship and journalism as as my business was not something I'd intended. Mm -hmm. um, I really thought I would find a job in a company, you know, climb the corporate ladder, as they say, find a nice office and make good money and travel the world and have like this amazing lifestyle because of all of that. Um, but this thing called marriage happened in between. <laughs> and then I the U.S. So two things I had not planned for. But, you know, in the process, I realized I started doing more writing work, freelancing, 
eventually, you know, finding clients for my business and now being able to have an established business mm-hmm. that I worked with. Um, and part of that was I did end up doing a lot of travel journalism. Mm-hmm. And that's where the inspiration for Traveler and Tourist came about is mm-hmm. I would go to all these amazing places, meet amazing people, have great experiences. And I really wanted to tell their stories. But mm-hmm. given the number of outlets there are in the world right now, print is seeing a very sad and slow death in many places. Um, there are digital outlets out there, but they're few and far between where I could try and publish the stories I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I really felt like champion the voices that I wanted to. I wanted to just have my own outlet. And so Travel and Tourist is a magazine before. Mm-hmm. Nice. So how many uh, countries have you traveled so far? Yeah, that's a, everyone asks me that question. And I haven't really traveled to that many countries. Mm-hmm. It's more a number of cities because I mm-hmm. do like to visit cities in in each country uh, if you look at the number of countries it's probably maybe 25 or 30 it's not uh, that many when it comes to people that like to travel yeah. um, but within countries i like to go to multiple cities because uh, i do think every city has its own flavor and flair and i like mm-hmm. to discover that for myself mm-hmm. got it got it now let's talk about your success mantra as in the top three things that have contributed to your professional success so far do something i will figure it out um organization i think that's very important if you're going to be working for yourself um and focus i think focus is very important to know what your next step is yeah. nice nice uh, and then what does this entrepreneurship mean to you and how has your entrepreneurial journey evolved over the years yeah it's uh, it's been quite a journey that's for sure i i will say for me entrepreneurship was was a choice hmm. i was able to make so that was important um and it allows me a certain freedom with you know what i do in my work who i work with what projects i take on and so that independence is very important for me to have that variety of work um and to have something that you know i wake up every day to that i'm i'm enjoying i'm ready to do that's very important for me um and i know when i know when i'm not enjoying something cuz when i get up in the morning i'll be like oh not today Yeah, that's not that's not a project I want to be on. <laughs> so you know when you're doing that that's a good sign. It's like, yeah, this is probably not the one for me. <laughs> But I will, you know, coming coming to my journey, I would say that it's been a bit of a trial and error to the US not knowing much about even wanting to be an entrepreneur, leave alone how to run a business in the US. So, you know, it started from even basic research of how do I set up a company mm-hmm. to now being one that I've had about 10 years, you know. It's interesting because when I first got here, I couldn't work. Legally, I wasn't allowed to work because yeah. of my paperwork. Mm. But what do you do when you have 2 years, 3 years that you're not going to do anything? So I volunteered my time. And when I mm. could work, it was our 2008 fabulous recession that we had, so nobody was hiring. <laughs> and how where do you go when you can work but nobody wants to hire you? So then I had to like take on multiple part-time gigs to figure out, you know, what my next step should be. So it's been a bit of a like I said trial and error trying to figure yeah. out where I fit and what my business can be and how yeah. I can in that business. So it's taken some time but here we are. No the, you you reminded one important point here like for especially those who want to be an entrepreneur it need not be you have to take a plunge when you have 100% clarity but trial and error works I think you're the perfect example and great great conversation so far and now let's talk about the uh, uh, the unique challenges that women face in the world of entrepreneurship right so can you highlight some of these challenges and share your insights on how to overcome them sure so i will come at this from from sort of my 
unique situation where my entrepreneurship journey sort of started in the U.S. Mm. So, you know, first of all, I hadn't planned on being an entrepreneur. So that mindset change was a big one for me. I did not have, you know, sort of a network here in the U.S. where I had gone to school and I had school friends I could reach out to or I've worked here and had work friends that I could network with. I didn't have that. So I had to start from scratch. So I would say one way I was able to sort of address that was by volunteering my time. So I volunteered mm. in different places. I made contacts. I tried to learn from people how things work in the U.S. Um, and that was sort of my introduction to the corporate world here, right? Um, and then another one was through actual networking. Um, that's actually something they don't teach you in school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an important part, irrespective of whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in the corporate world and you want to you know, go up that ladder. They don't teach you networking. So I had to learn how to do that Again, trial and error. Like, how mm. do I go to networking event? How do I make sure it benefits me? How do I, you know, you can't just enroll in a networking event and believe that that's going to work for you. You have to participate to know what you want from it, to know that you will take full advantage of it. So I think that's another challenge that women face. We're not taught networking and we don't know the value of it until we do it the right way. And I think I'll say one more is resources. I did not know what resources were available to me. So a lot of times I was working in a little bubble. If I'm a woman entrepreneur and I don't know that there are women's entrepreneurship networks out there that I can reach out to and connect with and learn from, mm. what am I going to do? I'm going to yeah. sit here and work on my own. And so networking again taught me that, okay, there are these connections I can make. There's these relationships I can build. I can ask one person to introduce me to another person. Um, and I can learn from that. So those, I think those are very big challenges that women face. Um, and it's really nice when you're able to address that. So um, I would say those are the top ones for me. So uh, again, this is uh, another powerful piece uh, that I came across from your conversation. One is about not everything is taught in school, right? So especially when you start your entrepreneurship, you start learning a lot, which is not start taught in school. That's why if you are an entrepreneur, even though if somebody doesn't make success or doesn't make money, they are kind of hired like a hotcake because they get an experience of every possible field that is required to run a company. Very but, true. Very yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> now let's let's move forward and talk about the networking part again, which is which has played a crucial role in in your journey. And initially, you had struggles. You didn't know how to network, right? But in general, networking today. Is has become more than important ever in the history, right? So it is considered as a crucial aspect of professional success. And how can individuals, especially women, effectively network and build meaningful relationships in their respective industries rather than going with the transactional? Because today we are looking at people getting into transactional. Okay, I want this one and that's why I want to network. And once uh, uh, they are done with that particular activity, they, do, they stop responding. I have seen in my own case, like people come to me, they get hosted and once the episode is released, they not even respond to me. <laughs> and I, I can absolutely feel your pain because I have been in that same situation. <laughs> Transactional, that's a very good word to use because that has become what our yeah. communities are now. Yeah. It's, everything is so fast. Everything is what do you have for me that I can take from you? Um, and I, again, you know, it comes a lot down to that mindset change that you need to have. So I would say for women starting out and wanting to to do better, look at networking as an investment in yourself. And I think once you do that, that transactional mindset will sort of go away. 
when you're looking to invest in yourself, you're not thinking about what can I take from someone? You're thinking about how can I learn and how can I do better? And I think that is a very big, big one. It takes some time. Not everyone gets gets that mindset correct. <laughs> it takes a few tries because um, it's very easy to, to fall down the rabbit hole of, you know, what can I get out of the situation? How can I move forward? And that's the end of it, right? So for women, I, I'd say, you know, start from your industries, uh, wherever you are, whatever um, industry you're in. I'm sure there are membership organizations that you can be a part of. Um, you know, go in with an open mind and go in knowing what you want from it, right? It cannot just be, I'm here for getting hired for the next project and that's mm. it. You yeah. know, it has to be a long-term relationship because your investment in yourself is a long-term relationship. Yeah. It cannot be one time and done thing. So look for industry organizations where you can have that long-term relationship, where you can network to build long-term relationships. And it goes both ways. Whatever you yeah. get out of it, you're going to have to give back too yeah. um, to make sure you make a difference for the next person that's in your shoes, honestly. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. will be many that are in your shoes. And I think the second one I, w- I would say is for women, especially coming from a South Asian background, it's very difficult sometimes to network with men in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, one is your background, your social bringing, your cultural upbringing, um, has, there are always been lots of situations where women typically are in one center of the, of the house and men in another, even colleges, you know, I went to in India, a girl's college is where I I graduated out of. So when you go for three years of college and all you're seeing is women and all you're interacting with is women, and then they throw you out into the working world. And now suddenly you have to walk into with five men. You could possibly be the only woman, you know, who is the accountant in the company with other accountants how do you voice how to voice yourself confidently right those are important things and i think networking will teach you to do that if you do it effectively Mm. um so i think that's something that women need to also look at and i think the other i guess just one more thing that i would say is if you're not comfortable doing in-person networking online networking is an option Mm. linkedin is an amazing for you to practice that so if you are not comfortable doing it in, in reality, in actual situations and events, do it online, you know, send out introductions. LinkedIn Premium is amazing. It is a paid service, but it has a very robust search. Um, and I'm not getting paid by LinkedIn to say this. This is just something that I do. <laughs> I love it. And I tell people about it. It helped me greatly when I was trying to do uh, a certain amount of networking for my business. I was yeah. able to search really well the individuals I wanted to connect with. I was able to send them direct emails, mm. you know, asking for their help with something. Uh, and it, the most important thing is the words that you use. I would say use words like partnership or collaboration, you know, or how can we assist each other? Yeah. Don't go up there and say, I am this person with this much experience. What do you have for me? That's not going to work. So all of that to say, yes, there's, there's, I can do a whole other episode just on this, but I hope right. those were helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. And apart from LinkedIn, these days, we also have platforms like Lunch Club, I think, which is a global platform. And uh, for those of you who are tuning into this episode from India, coffeemug.ai is another beautiful platform for networking, right? Because, uh, yeah, it does a lot of uh, matching, profile matching through artificial intelligence based algorithms. And I have personally benefited out of these platforms talking to numerous people and in fact I've hosted about 50 to 60 people whom I met on uh, a coffee mug and lunch club. 
Oh, it's fantastic. I love when I hear those stories. It's amazing. <laughs> and and now it's the time for you to share your success stories where networking played a significant role either in your career or in the careers of women that you have encountered. Gosh, I okay, there's lots of stories, but I I can speak more to my experience just to keep this short. I know yeah. this time is the essence. But I will say like in person networking, um just starting out in my career when I first started doing freelance writing, um I had started, you know, cold emailing PR people introducing myself saying, "Hey, I'm so and so, I cover these beats. If you have clients in these areas, I'd love to know about them." Um I get invited to a PR event and the PR person connects me with another editor that's there from a different magazine and says, mm. "Hey, why don't you speak to this lady? She is an editor with an outlet. Maybe there's something you guys can do together." Hmm. Sure enough, I go speak to the editor. We make a connection. We connect outside of the event. Um, it ended up being where I worked with her for a very long time. I started out as a writer with that outlet, um, and eventually, thanks to that editor's referral, I was able to be an editor with other editions in that same magazine family. Hmm. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a one-time project. It was a, a relationship that lasted for a few years. Mm. um and that's one beautiful way that networking works is just the referrals and the recommendations you can get from people um yeah. and then i'll say you know talking about online networking right i have a i'm a writer i'm a member of a couple of different writing groups um there's one for women that i have online we're just just writers that meet every once a month or so we network we say hey i have this issue you have a solution for me or i have this editor looking for this can i help you with that and then we had a a person a member in the group that decided to share she had this opportunity she wasn't able to take it was there anyone else available and i thought i was a good fit um and sure enough she made that introduction and the next thing you know there is not just one assignment but multiple assignments with this editor so again mm. this is this is a i've never met in real life this is just a contact i know from online networking mm. but it was nice that they had the opportunity and they were able to connect me to the person that they were in touch with So again, you know, a great story of networking. Uh sometimes the the results are not immediate. Yeah. You know, it might it might be months or years in the making. Yeah. yeah. But it does pay off eventually. I do believe that. Yes. Yeah, indeed. I I came across uh, two people who have been part of my success so far and it did not begin as transaction. I also don't believe in transactions and for me it's a kind of lifelong association where we can add value in each other's professional and personal lives, right? That is how I take it, and uh, I would like to uh, highlight about two people here. One is uh, sure. Subha Lakshmi Narsimhan, and the other one is uh, uh, Kavita Garla. These two ladies were amazing. Like uh, they have become kind of linchpin of my uh, podcast. Like they have connected me with wonderful people across across the globe, and uh, I I really want to convey my regards uh, through through this occasion. Now that uh, we're talking about networking and how networking plays a vital role. Good, good one. Great conversation, Roxana. Well, I hope you'll connect me with them when when we're done with this. <laughs> Absolutely, I would, I would, I would connect for for sure. <laughs> and and for the aspiring entrepreneurs, like what self help strategies or practices have you found most valuable, especially in terms of maintaining resilience and motivation during tough times? And when I say tough times, in my opinion, initial. Three to four years until you gain traction, until you start making money. Those are the tough times to begin with. After all, what's also you will get. But with that uh, particular thing as a disclaimer, so probably you can share your thoughts. 
Yeah. Yes. The first few years are the hardest. Um, it doesn't get easier, by the way. You're going to continue to see challenges. <laughs> but the first few years where you're running around like a headless chicken, you don't know what you're up to. You don't know who, you, who to turn to. You don't know what to use, what software. Like things can get really crazy. I, but I will say like one of the first things is don't get disappointed or like bogged down by challenges or frustrations. You're going to have them. Yeah. It's going to happen in life. It's going to happen in work. It's going to happen in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. The Just don't jump on the first thought that comes to mind when you're faced with a situation, right? Give it some time. Think about it. Think about it in terms of how it will affect all aspects of your life, right? Financial, mental, social, family, profession. Think about that. And if it really makes sense at the end of it to make a decision that's going to be life-changing, positive or negative, do that and then stand by it, right? Yeah. And don't have the regret of, oh, maybe this was not the right. So you can avoid that regret. Take some time to think about your decision making, right? Mm-hmm. Another one is comparisons. Oh, mm. don't we like comparing ourselves to others? <laughs> <laughs> um, and what does that lead to? That definitely leads to some disappointment. How did they get the project that I applied for? How does she already have five websites and I can get one up? These are going to what I would say is try to train yourself to not look at that as a negative yeah. and see what can get positive out of it, right? Mm. What What is the reason they have five websites? Did they delegate some work to somebody? Are they using software that helps them, you know, replicate this? Learn from them. Learn from them. And then learn how to make that your own, right? Mm. So take the lessons from what they're doing good, better than you clearly, and mm. having success. And then yeah. learn how to apply that to yourself. Again, it's going to take time. I, I didn't learn this in the first year of business. And it took me five years before I figured this part out. <laughs> but it's going to take time. Um, and then this mistake, I think everyone makes as an entrepreneur. We're mm. so excited to jump into it. We forget to build a schedule for ourselves. Because yeah. you think, gosh, I, I can work eight hours for myself and I can make money. It will be amazing. You end up working 18 hours sometimes if you don't build a schedule. So mm. put yourself first. Build your personal schedule. You need mm. to be able to take weekends off. You need to be able to take vacations. You need to be able to go to a doctor's appointment without having to like delay it for two months yeah. because you think you're on this project that you're going to lose money from. Mm. And then, you know, build everything else around that. And you know what that does is it gives you an actual true idea of the number of hours you can work every day. Mm. And then you can build your business based on that. And you can charge what you need to based on the hours and what you need to make a year for you to be able to sustain that. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of us don't do that planning and we just jump into it and say, oh, this person pays me 5000 a month. I can work with that. You forget that there's a lot of other things you're going to have to spend on now as the entrepreneur, <laughs> the boss of the company. You're going to have to spend on a lot of things. That 5000 isn't taking you very far. So yeah. definitely put yourself first and build your schedule out. Mm. Good. So on that note, maybe we, let us extend this to the balancing the work-life balance and especially women who struggle with work-life balance. How can they strike balance between successful professional journey while having a, a good personal life as well? Because life is not about only entrepreneurship and career, right? Life is meant to live. Yeah. So here's the thing. Work-life balance is probably the wrong phrase because you're talking about work versus life. And yeah. work isn't an alternative to life. It's part of life. Yeah. So yeah. I've heard this term work-life integration. 
mm-hmm. from another female professional I've met. And I think that's a better term to use. Uh, cause just like I, I shared, you know, a little bit before this, you have to learn to integrate your, your work schedule into your life schedule. Um, so I think work-life integration is the better term. And I think women can definitely achieve that. It will take a lot of fine tuning and it will look very different for the years that go by that you are in business because mm. your priorities will change professionally mm. and personally. Um, mm. But I think it's very possible to integrate work into your life for it to be successful. Mm. Um, and I think part of that is putting yourself first, knowing to ask the questions you need to ask, making yourself a priority. Because if, if you're not there in your business, your business is not running. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So you need to be in your best shape for your business to be in its best shape. And that means that integrating well. So take the time you need to invest in yourself, you know, socially, professionally, personally, health-wise, um, make that time. And then that will show in the health of your business. Good one. Yeah. And this is uh, one of the most um, uh, exciting conversations I've had. And <laughs> I, I must say, for sure. And thank you for the incredible <laughs> answer so far. And now let's uh, add some spice, some excitement. So that um, I'm, I'm <laughs> I want you to get ready for another set of uh, rapid fire questions, and in order to spice this ep- episode further. So if you're ready, let's dive in. <laughs> okay, here comes my first bullet out of the rapid fire. Second one: If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Live, love, laugh. <laughs> Live, love, laugh. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. And what's one thing that you are really bad at that uh, you wish you were better at? Uh, I can share two things. One is I read too much. I think that it just takes up too much of my time. Um, mm. Two, honest wealth, wealth building. Wealth building is something I'm trying to be better at. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> and can you describe yourself in just one word? Ah, uh, right now, uh, grateful. Nice. <laughs> Moving to the next one. What's your favorite thing about living in the 21st century? Medical advancements, tech mm. tech advancements in, in all fields. Yeah. Mm, okay. And if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I always tell people cloning so I can do more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in fact, uh, one of my ex-bosses was asked by her colleague, saying that, can you clone Naveen? (laughs) 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 Then they had some uh, conversations. Yeah, I think uh, that might be the next big thing. So probably similar to digital twins, right? We might have uh, human twins, like a a digital version of it, and (laughs) which can be deployed. (laughs) Interesting. And with that, let me find the last bullet, the last one. What is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you like to see or invent yourself? I th- just something that I, I guess like a time time transporter kind of thing, mm. so I can just be wherever I want, whatever I want. You know, like <laughs> like if I could be in India right now and see my family and then come back in like five minutes and just continue with this podcast, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, nice teleportation kind of and yeah, sure. Nice. I would love that. And let's flip back to the mainstream. And if you could offer one piece of advice to women, especially who are starting their entrepreneurship journey, what would it be? This is going to be hard for a lot of women. It was hard for me too. But I say, I always say, start with putting yourself first. We are, we are conditioned. I think in many societies, women are conditioned, but especially I think coming from my background, I can speak for myself coming from a South Asian background, being raised Muslim, 
I, I came from a society and community where women really, I mean, don't don't take up entrepreneurship, first of all. Yeah. And when you do want to, you are questioned every single step of the way. You know, is this going to do good? Are you going to make money? What do you know about entrepreneurship? Like, who are you to set up a business? You know, all of these questions, right? So you ha- you meet a lot of naysayers before you even have signed up for a website, <laughs> even mm. like <laughs> the number of people that will make you self doubt your you know your your own like thoughts. Um, so I, I definitely say put yourself first. Um, it's very difficult to do, but you you can definitely do it and learn to learn to ask for things, learn to negotiate, learn to build resources that will benefit you. Um, Because again, what we end up doing in business is what we do in our personal lives is we give, we give a lot. And we question ourselves before we ask for something. Mm. Um, And I've seen our mothers do it. We've seen our grandmothers do it. We've seen our aunts do it, our cousins. And that's, you know, the, the behavior you see around you is the behavior you end up reinforcing right you're conditioned with that even if it isn't what's put in your face you see it all around you that's what you do um so i definitely say do that and give yourself grace like give yourself grace to make mistakes it's okay it's not the end of the world um Mm. so you know make sure that you give yourself permission to do that Mm -hmm. nice great and finest advice and uh, before i to go please share how is your experience being hosted on the guiding Oh, I love this. I love our conversation. You know, I could do an, a whole other episode for every single question you asked, right? Like that's a whole, <laughs> there's so much to cover and there's so much to discuss, but I loved it. And I, I liked your, um, I liked your little rapid fire rounds. Those were really interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. M- most welcome. And I'm not trying to put you on spot, but if at all, anyone from your network has to be hosted on the guiding voice, who would it be? If you want, you can share it now or else we can take it offline. <laughs> I I will actually actually share her name with you. Her name is Komal Kapoor. She is here in LA. She is uh. another female entrepreneur um, who is a professor um, mm. in PR and communications, I believe, but she also has an amazing new venture called Speaker Post. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to introduce her to you after we did this call, but it mm. is basically a website that puts brings together uh, mm. education institutions, and experts in different fields to mentor and you know provide expertise to students who are looking at those different fields as options. So I think she'd make a great addition. And I'll definitely have you guys connected offline when we're done. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And yes. Uh, yes. really appreciate your time and all the insights that you have shared on the guiding voice and really means a lot. And thank you so much, Uksana. And uh, wish you, you all the very I... best on your venture and wish you more power. Thank you so much. Much success to you too. Take care. Thank you. And friends, that was our episode with Ruksana Hussein. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a request to you. In case if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you have tuned in from because subscribing keeps you updated on new updates. Also, if you have enjoyed this conversation or found the episode useful, please share it with at least three of your friends or colleagues or family members who would also like The Guiding Voice. Because we need to spread the knowledge and help others grow like you. And your support means a lot. It also helps us create more content for you and our growing community. And thank you for your support. Let's learn together on this exciting journey. Now, let's hop into the trivia segment. And today's trivia is about women entrepreneurs. We had a powerful conversation with Ruksana who shared her own entrepreneurial journey and also powerful advices and tips to those who wanted to start out, not just for women, but for everyone around. 
So I thought I would like to talk a few facts related to women entrepreneurs. And the first one is about global raise in women entrepreneurs. Over the past two decades, the number of women entrepreneurs worldwide has increased by 114%. With women now owning around 252 million businesses globally, this statistic emphasizes the remarkable growth and impact of women in the entrepreneurial landscape. And second one is on the economic impact. Women-owned businesses contribute significantly to the economy. In the US alone, they generate $1.8 trillion in revenue and employ more than 9.4 million people. And this statistic also demonstrates the substantial economic influence of women entrepreneurs. And third one is about innovation and patents. Women entrepreneurs are increasingly contributing to innovation. And if you look at stats belonging to 2019, women accounted for 31% of all new entrepreneurs who filed for patents in the United States. And this also highlights the growing role of women in driving innovation as well as technological advancement. So if you have come across any powerful women entrepreneur who can inspire our audience, please let me know and also share what you like most about them. Maybe in the form of YouTube comments if you are watching this video or if you have found this episode on social media and listen to this either on Spotify or Apple, you can reach out through social media. So that's it for today's episode and thank you so much for tuning in and also for being part of our awesome community. We would love to hear from you and folks, share your ideas as well as feedback through our social media or you can reach out through our email, theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com and let's create content that resonates with you. I'm your host Navin Samala, a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve our lives and careers. Stay connected as we journey together and until next time, take care, stay inspired and remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come. Goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest.